0: <laughs> Hello, kitties! It's your old pal John Kaseer, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And I hope you get to check out My Good Fiends at a Decade of Horror on the PSVG Podcast Network. I hope you love them like I do they're a scream
1: <laughs> they're coming to get you barbara greetings ghouls and ghosts my name is donnie and thank you for tuning in to psvg's a decade of horror the latest podcast on the PSVG network where we relive a specific year that was in the scary movie industry. As I said, my name is Donny Reese, and I am joined here by the Scream team, Josh and Lucas. What's going on, fellas?
0: Greetings. Nice. Yeah, I, I got nothing. It's about Getting as creepy, creepy as I
2: get.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're not I'm in full creepy, costume? But it's not horror creepy. It's
2: other kind of creepy. Costumes. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, uh, no. i'm already sweating i don't want to be sweating yeah, I'm swe-
1: <laughs> tonight we ask. hop into I the year good. 2011 and we relive the year that was 2011 and all these spectacular frights that we had that year but before we do josh won't you rewind the time machine and let us know how great 2011 was
0: i'm sure it's gonna be great ready <laughs> uh, let's start 2011 sounds like it'd be a good year Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 is number one overall on the top of the movie charts. I've never seen a
1: Harry Potter film, nor have I ever read a book.
0: Well, you should see them. They're very good. Mm. So I'm told. In my opinion. Uh, We just did a rewatch in 4K, all of the films. Wow. Uh, The only one that doesn't hold up is the first one. CGYS.
2: Uh
0: Adele is rolling in the deep at the top of the billboard charts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that girl is uh, on fire.
0: Yeah. Uh, Packers won the Super Bowl that year. Cardinals won the World Series. The Mavericks won the NBA championship. And I remember that. my Boston Bruins won the Stanley
1: Cup. The Mavericks didn't just win the championship. They beat the Heat. They beat the three-peat Heat, the, the Miami the- juggernaut. Jason Terry splashed like a half court shot in LeBron James's face. I was cheering like crazy for them to lose. I was. I remember that. Cavs from Mavs. Never forget that. Cavs for Mavs. Mm-hmm. That was a popular <laughs> hashtag back then. Uh, us Cleveland folk are quite jaded. We hold a grudge. We
0: <laughs> yeah, have beat LA. That's our clever uh, hashtag up here. Seal uh, Team Six kills Osama bin Laden. We'll start off the year wow. strong. America. <laughs> America. Yeah. Uh, Space Shuttle Endeavor makes its last mission to space, and it signals the end of the space race, or at least the Space Shuttle program for the U.S. until recently. uh, A tsunami hits Japan, specifically Fukushima, causing a nuclear disaster, killing 16,000 people and affecting water worldwide.
1: I have a terrible story about that. Do you want to hear it? Of course, it's the horror
0: podcast. I think it's going to make you
1: change the way you think of me. When I tell this story, I get some really weird looks, but I can absolutely source it. So what I'm telling you is not BS at all.
0: You ate a fish from the Fukushima power plant? I was
1: at dinner with my then girlfriend, current wife, and our high school band of friends. And I felt terrible the night before that tsunami hit. I just felt awful. I was sitting there, completely awful, like just feeling bad. I had like this dreadful feeling, and I told my wife, I was like, "I gotta go home and go to bed." She's like, "What's the matter?" I was like, "I just feel terrible." She's like, "Like, what's the matter? Are you a fever or something?" And I was like, "No, I just have this really bad feeling that something bad is going to happen," and that's really? what I woke up to. Completely coincidental, I'm sure. I'm not here trying to proclaim I, that's the only time it's ever happened to me in my life, but that's one hell of a coincidental feeling to have. And it, like, if you if you seriously have that feeling, you wake up to on the news, it's like. typhoon comes there's like oh no Um, you
0: had a feeling like one of the movies that might be in someone's list and
2: this (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking you were proficient in the use of the force and the 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 thousands of screams all snuffed out at once or whatever it It still
1: blows like I I, again 100% sure it's coincidental but it still kind of creeps my wife out a little bit (laughs) I think the scariest part of the story
0: is are you telling me you were in high school in
1: 2011 Mm, no 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 no! i'm sorry not high, high school I, yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah. Right. we're hanging out <laughs> after high school yeah definitely <laughs> not in high school oof i just felt like a
0: thousand times older uh <laughs> don't ask don't tell is established in the united states military mm. Oh, yeah. nothing ever happened bad after that uh <laughs> wall street began on september 17th of 2011 uh steve jobs dies in 2011 wow We had a royal wedding from William and Kate got married. Jeez. Uh, Amy Winehouse and Nate Dogg both die in 2011. (laughs) Uh, And then to to finish off 2011, the way it should be finished off, Charlie Sheen drinks tiger
1: blood and gets (laughs) (laughs) fired. You see that video of him like meeting those people at Taco Bell? no with touch. half of his shirt ripped off and like he oh just comes God. walking up on people sitting in line to talk about and they're like yo dude and they like fist bump and everything and it's like he goes to fist bump charlie sheen he's like yeah man I, i'm a big fan and charlie sheen's response he's like so drunk he's like oh you want to fight it's like no <laughs> no dude no, he has a very
0: rich and successful father and brother that should be taking care of him <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: something yes. else man winning josh we gotta (laughs) we gotta talk about you finding the news stories man we gotta get some happier news stories (laughs) you want some happier news stories okay i promise. what
0: was kesha doing in 2012 really 2012 is the year i'm gonna start (laughs) (laughs) i promise i will try to find a lot more you gotta find
1: the worst stories in 2012 let's but but then after that we gotta make up for it
0: i'll do the worst well i'll yeah you know what i'll do 30 70 but I'll do the worst of the worst. Start Our with papers. the
2: bad news, end with the good news. <laughs> oh, that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Leave us on a high that we don't want to come down from. Speaking of good news, is that, is that the end of your yeah, your I'm list sure Bieber, of horrible Bieber, things? I'm <laughs> sure Bieber, Bieber is still raging. But wait who were, who won the <laughs> World Cup? Was it Spain again? Because <laughs> not a World Cup in 2011. <laughs> oh, is that not how that works? <laughs> that's not years. how that works. <laughs> not familiar with, uh, Italian football. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about movies.
1: That's what we're here to do. Top three
2: grossing horror movies of 2011. Number three, the cabin in the woods, uh, grossed $42 million million. dollar million dollars. score of 72. Hey, never we're seen above it. 50. What's that? I said, never seen that. Wow! I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> we were about to fight. Uh, number two, Final Destination Five. Yeah, it's Donnie's uh, precursor to uh, Fukushima. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> don't get on that
0: plane. Get <laughs> uh, home and go to bed.
2: 15.59. I don't know how forty-two point five nine million, whatever that I means. So. About half a $500,000 more, I guess, than uh, Cabin in the Woods. Hey, you know what number one is? Can you take a guess? Does it have a number four in it? It does not. Oh, I don't know what it is then. (laughs) It has a number three in it. Following up its super successful sequel. How did I miss that? (laughs) At number one, it's Paranormal Activity 3. Paranormal Harder. Uh (laughs) grossing a disgusting, 100 (laughs) disgusting, $104 million in the US alone, that's 20 million more than last year's uh, offering and over half than the preceding number two final destination. So just running, taking it and running with it, printing their own money. With a meta score of 59 um so i mean if you are to believe donnie then metascore, the meta score shows that it is slightly better than the sequel number two
1: paranormal activity three is on my list now i have to talk to you about another one that we just brought up because i show cabin in the woods releasing in the united states april 13th 2012. Oof. Oof. either of you have that on your list for 2011. Hold on, hold on. Fact checking,
2: fact checking.
0: Hold this car over. Enhance. It is <laughs> on my list. <laughs> Enhance.
1: It is also on my list, so this is about so. to go. So we've got to we've got to clear this out right now.
0: Cabin in the Woods this is a 2011 American horror comedy. Let me get a release date. A release date of December.
2: Wait. I'm also seeing April 13th. Yeah. It premiered at Buttonemathon in Austin, yeah. Texas. So that was <laughs> yeah, 11. We
1: get it a lot made, of these it, things that they premiere at a film festival a year or two before it, release. It released theatrically
0: April 13th, 2012. So,
2: How did it make the box office then? <laughs> here's here's some interesting Wikipedia fact for you uh the film was originally slated for release on february 5th 2010 by mgm and united artists but was indefinitely shelved due to financial difficulties in 2011 lionsgate picked up the distribution rights the film premiered in december 2011 at as we already discussed
1: okay um hey no i get it i did the same thing with insidious and i and the reason i know because of course cabin woods is on my list and it's on my list for 2012
2: yeah yeah, and the my only my only issue is that I, I will have to double check everything that comes up because my list sure look has it listed hey, at that
1: we're not experts
2: yeah we're not let's move it well let's move it to 2012 the guess, idea is to give scramble. everybody
1: a list of movies from the decade if we're off by a year yeah you know what sue us don't sue us please don't sue us don't Sorry. sue us <laughs> don't sue
2: us scramble time no scramble
1: Lucas <laughs> is the only one i had it's the only movie
2: i got it a
0: uh, human centipede 2 oh. uh, <laughs>
1: electric bugaloo <Oof. laughs> no, I, I, those movies are a tough see that's the thing I, I love a good slasher movie good good villain evil bad guy slashing, I, I know it. i don't like like mostly stitching gory <laughs> movies like that there's a there's a I get off the ride, I think, a little bit early. (laughs) I get off the ride of most people, do like it's oof. Okay, so uh, we've got our mainstream and we've got our recap. So let's get into our top three for 2011. Now, I had Insidious here, and that was a mistake. So I had to spring and i quickly started doing some google searching and i hope the year is right i think it's right i double checked it and uh, i found one of my favorite movies of this entire decade was this year so i'm actually glad that i was wrong it made me feel better about what i was about to say because i'm not gonna lie to you guys i came into this thinking like 2011 was a little hard for me to like scrounge up um, a few favorites i definitely have like one or two that i really like but then there's a lot of them that i would call middling i almost wouldn't even want to bring them to the discussion, <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of other picks, but, um, yeah, I will kick off the show with, uh, in a big way. And I will go ahead and pull my number one and say paranormal activity three.
0: I'm right, number one. Jeez. I'm sorry.
1: Actually it's number two It's number two, but it's, it was my previous number one, um, before I found the other movie, um, by Henry juiced, this is my favorite paranormal activity it is the origin story when she was a little girl it features her invisible friend toby the demon and all of the special effects that they do with toby to include the trailer shot where the little girl is picked up by her hair in midair and looks like a troll doll um, that never gets old all of the background and lore that they add to the original found footage film in this one just was right down my alley. That's what I really like to get into when I sit down and watch a horror movie. I love movies that take the time to explain things. And uh, this one does with the whole witches covenant and the symbols and, you know, her, her dad's trying to find everything. And I love one of the things that I love about paranormal activity, just as a series is the whole, they really, and I don't think they, mm, you guys correct me on this. I don't think they, started this, but I definitely know that's like a, since they've done it, it's almost become like a core tenet across the entire genre where the whole recording and antagonizing demons makes it worse. Yeah, Like, Mm -hmm. I don't don't know if they started that because I feel like I've probably seen something that did that before. Well, definitely Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good one. I should have thought of that one. Um, But like, they really hammer that concept in, right? Like it always gets worse. Every step you take to go further, it makes it worse and make it worse makes it worse. And this one is no different. And I love like the old, um, the old cameras and like they have the, the babysitter comes over and they go to grandma's house and just all of it. Like there's just this whole little universe they build around the first movie. One of the things I loved about the first movie, obviously the special effects are kind of why you watch a Paranormal Activity. But remember, we talked about it in our last episode. Paranormal Activity was such a huge hit because it was so simple. And it was so indie. And yeah. um, in the third one, I felt like they took this success, but then they gave it nuance and detail and they gave it meaning that it never had. I don't think the first one ever had that. You had very, just a couple sentences with her and her sister in a picture, but you didn't really know. And this movie gave you all the know. So it's honestly, I love this movie for what it is with the little girls. I think the invisible friend thing is terrifying. Um, I love the little kid. She's like, I have this invisible friend. He hurts me. What parent would ever, uh, you know, like uh, <laughs> well the story reminds me of uh, to make it real is our son, uh, Jack, when he was like four, came and told us that there was a bird in his room. And we thought he was making it up and jumping around. And for like a week, he just kept telling us there was a bird in his room. And one day we walked in his room and a bird flew out at us and we freaked out. Oh my God. So I was
0: like, that's creepier than a bird.
1: <laughs> but we didn't believe him. Right, because he's a a kid, and kids say things like, that's the scary part, is kids say things like that, and you don't believe them, and that's a cool trope that they pick up on, and uh, dude, I was there the night it came out, I was absolutely there the night it came out, I I really like the Paranormal franchise, and um, this one's my favorite one, so I had to make sure that I put an inclusion somewhere, and until I Google searched it right before we hit the show, and I had to replace Insidious, this was my number one pick, Paranormal Activity 3. Wow.
2: I don't even think I've seen the third one. I think I stopped at two,
1: and I don't know why.
2: I just, maybe I scoffed and went like, Ugh, you know, Ugh. Uh, how could they, they have three of them. How could they possibly be good? <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I do feel like I need to go back, back and watch them. Uh, I, know I don't think two is bad,
1: eventually. but it's probably like one of my least favorites. I think I would go three, one, five, two, four. I Jeez, think. What jump. <laughs> wow. If yeah, I was, right, if the I was putting them in order.
0: Uh, are we swearing in this podcast? It's your podcast. I didn't see. You went th- I didn't see Paranormal Activity Three because I'm a pussy, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we saw the first one in theaters, and I I couldn't sleep with my like one leg out of the covers uh, every yeah, day, yeah, and I still can't <laughs> to this day. I still think of that scene. It's a great effect. Um, it, yeah, it really landed. <laughs>
2: Yeah, (laughs) it's not like you really think it's going to happen, but just the idea of remembering. Well, yeah, yeah, my wife won't let me get a Ouija board. board. Oh, I forever man. wanted to
1: get a Ouija board just to like put on the walls a decoration, and my wife is like, absolutely not. I'm like, you realize it's just a game board, right? It makes no sense. It's a movie thing that's been made up in movies. She's like, not still not, Why risk it? It's <laughs> sold
2: by like Mattel or I know. Hasbro
1: or something. <laughs> I'm like, you realize that you know the devil doesn't live in a board game.
2: <laughs> like, can't possibly I'm not working this, at Mattel in the '40s. So know, like,
1: hey,
0: I got this cool thing where I can summon the.
1: Devil. I don't think the Vatican has any any anything on a Ouija board. <laughs> I don't think they actually, you know, but I no, like, like, don't even bother. Through movies, you know, she's like, nope, not a chance. Vatican on
2: Ouija. Well, everybody had that story, right? Everybody knew somebody who played it and something happened. I remember hearing those stories as a kid. I wanted to be that kid that, had that something happened. happened.
1: No, I wanted to be the kid that just had one. I wanted other people to know that I was the kid that had a Ouija board. I didn't have enough people
2: to play. Just so you know, as of 2018, the Vatican.
0: Has set up exorcism training classes due to high uses of Ouija boards.
2: Ooh. Wow.
1: Now I really want one.
2: Is not in favor of Ouija boards. <laughs> now I
1: really want one.
2: I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. <laughs> oh, I just ran the surprise. For a, for a fact building podcast.
1: <laughs> Josh, give us a movie uh, from 2011.
0: Let's do a movie from 2011. Does that sound good?
1: Fact check, check it, it like, first.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this movie is called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Familiar? Uh, yes. N- yes. No? Yes. It stars Guy Pierce Guillermo Del Toro Holmes. It is uh it's it's like um uh brought to you by Guillermo Del Toro. He he is uh, really anything to do with it. Gotcha. Uh, it, I it have not seen play. this movie. Did you see did you watch uh The House on the Haunted Hill on Netflix? Yes. It's like a precursor to that, so it okay. takes place in, uh, at the Blackwood Manor in Rhode Island. Um, and essentially, uh, um, uh, Guy Pierce and Katie Holmes move into this place with their daughter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's insight to the inside of my head. Uh, it comes out sometimes. Um, yeah, so they have an eight-year-old girl and uh, they go to live in this house. And, and essentially, um, uh, it's a haunted house story but it's definitely told i think a little bit i don't want to say more intelligent because that makes other movies sound um stupid but it's it's told in a more filmy way does that make sense sure Uh, like like uh artistic it's it's not as i mean there's definitely jump scares but it's more uh uh it reminded me of like the feeling I had when I watched "What Lies Beneath," the Harrison Ford, Michelle Pfeiffer movie, like yeah. it's just like a constant um, feeling of dread. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's what's not happening is scarier than what is happening. I was to say but it's more
1: dramatic. I always, yeah, I, I kind of attribute that surprised. a lot to the vampire stuff that I always think of. Yeah, they're kind of more that way.
0: There's definitely some surprises that pop up that you might not expect. I don't want to ruin it for anyone who's listening and wants to go watch these films. Um, but there's definitely some more. Um, interesting things that happen uh, that you you won't expect to see, but uh, it's one of those movies that I, I I I think about just as much as like the others, the Nicole Kidman one, like another like scary house movie uh, with their own little twist at the end. But uh, very good acting, Guy Pierce and Katie Holmes are great. I mean, this yeah. is like Katie Holmes' doorway into her newfound like horror career. Um so far, like with the boy. Um, so she's definitely a uh, uh, very good in this one. I would say uh, check it out if you haven't uh, seen it, but it, it is produced by Guillermo. I should say that. Uh, it's not just, uh, Oh man, you know what? Lucas, maybe I'm wrong. It looks like he's a, uh, he has a writer credit
2: on this too. Yeah. So. Interesting. Well, he does often he'll help stories along and stuff. Very interested in not just directing, but, Presenting a story and, and yeah. writing and stuff, so I'm not surprised by that. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I believe this is the director's first and only film that he directed. I'm trying to remember if I've seen this, and I want to ask you questions, but I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it because I'm trying to remember what the 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 forces were. There, I can say. Well, I guess I could say it. They're they're uh... little. Creatures creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I tried watching this once and I did not get into it. And I think it was my personal state of being at the time I was quite tired, but I don't know something happened left a bad taste in my mouth. I need to come back to this one because I I love me some Guillermo del Toro. And uh, yeah, something went horribly, horribly wrong when I tried to watch this. I mean, this
0: happens in horror movies a lot, though. There's definitely um wide diversions for people's tastes. Uh, True. There's totally been
1: movies that I didn't like when I saw them in theaters, but I liked them when I watched them at home or the vice versa. There's been movies that I think I loved the first time I saw it. I watched it two or three times. I'm like, this isn't as good as I think it was.
2: Yeah. Okay. Maybe that doesn't make me feel so bad, but I am willing to give it another try. Cool. um for me and oh man I feel like I'm about to get a, a lot of crap for this but we'll see. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> My number 3 and I added this because uh I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's just get into it. Hobo with a shotgun.
1: <laughs> this is another one I've never seen.
0: But this was a hard really?
1: I I'm <laughs> now, loving see, this episode. This is listeners, I am listening right along with you as I am marking down homework to watch later.
2: Nice. Now n- okay, this is not a traditional horror movie in the sense that uh, it might not be scary per se, but it definitely has the gore, the the idea of somebody going on a rampage, like from from that perspective. Yes, but it's not going to scare you. So that's probably why I felt like I would get some crap for it if you guys were familiar with it. So basically, the title is what happens. (laughs) It's a hobo with a shotgun. Uh, It has the type of feel of um, sort of like It has a grindhouse feel. So this movie got made because it was a joke grindhouse trailer for uh, another movie. And I don't remember what that movie necessarily was. Um, But yeah, it has that grindhouse feel. It reminds me of RoboCop in a way, um, because if you remember, there is a lot of... uh, Gore, I guess if you a lot of violence in those types of movies where people get shot and the blood packs are like exploding, like you're waiting for arms to get shot off with just a little pistol or whatever. But it has so much. If I remember correctly, it has so much um, aesthetic and it definitely is style over substance and just very I don't know, like it goes in one direction and it just plows in that direction, just you goes know, for it. like, just goes for it in that in that way. And for that, I give it props. Because, you know, sometimes you get the diluted vision of what somebody intended to make after it's gone through a studio and other, you know, the 100 person crew, and everything. But this I feel like is is definitely a distilled Um, vision it has Rutger Rutger Hauer in it. Mm. Um, directed by Jason Eisner. Um, and I feel like I should know. Let's see, known for uh VHS2, so he probably did uh, a a short in that Death Note, which is more recent. The ABC, what's that? Yeah, the, the Netflix, yeah, live action remake. Um so not exactly the most um, prolific director ever, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Clearly it left it left some kind of impression with me, and that's why I put it at number three.
1: Okay. I put it on my list. I, you've seen my list. I have a little Excel document where I keep all the movies that yes, I want to watch, the movies that I want to buy, the TV shows, the release dates. So I just put it on the list. I will definitely give it a watch. I hope you don't hate me. <laughs> did you guys – uh, I never actually touched back. Did you, did you guys have an easy time finding – your top three from 2011 or did you feel like you had to dig a little bit more?
2: No digging. I definitely feel like this is yeah, my so weakest did I. list. I or will be,
0: I
1: had to, you know, I just have to bump up my four
0: at number three because the cabin in the woods. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, my number three, and I actually think it's one of the better movies that I've watched. And it's interesting. Cause I also bring one that I definitely think it's a horror movie, but it doesn't necessarily count. It's definitely more of that more dramatic psychological thriller type. And that is, Excuse me. We need to talk about Kevin, starring Tilda Swenson and John C. Riley, which I did not expect to get a credit on our show at any mm. point in time. Have you guys seen this movie?
0: Uh, no, but I didn't realize, I'm um, writing up from my list, that it would be in this genre.
1: It has been <laughs> nominated for tons of awards. It was nominated for a Golden Globe. I think Tilda Swenson won um Best actress movie is one of my special notes that I wrote about it. It is, uh, directed by Lynn Ramsey. Um, she also directed, you were never here with, uh, walking Phoenix. And, um, this movie is powerful. It's really good. Um, I definitely wanted to give it credit. It's not necessarily like a Donnie type of movie. This is actually one that I also think of, like I've pulled from my wife. She was really into it. It pulls from the omen in the sense that, um, total Swinson plays the mom who has a child who is disconnected, he's detached, he's not affectionate, he's not doing childlike things, and she sees it from a very young age, and she tries to tell her husband, but her husband doesn't listen to her, and she tries to tell the doctor, and the doctor doesn't listen to her, and the thing about this movie is constantly going back and forth, back and forth, from like present day to the past, present day to the past, it does it often, and, um, you see, um, this Kevin, um, he was, I forget the name of the actor. He's also in Perks of a Wallflower. I do remember that because I like that movie quite a bit. And, um, but the son, as he grows up, he becomes more and more manipulative and more and more sinister. And he kind of manipulates his mom and, you finds things to hold over her. And, um, he does evil things like he kills animals, um, like his sister's guinea pig. And, uh, he learns to, um, he learns archery from his dad and his mom and dad eventually get a divorce. And then ultimately the, the movie kind of crescendos with what you realize is that, um, Kevin locks the kids at his school in a gymnasium and he shoots them with arrows and it's kind of a play on a school shooting. And I definitely think oh. it, oh, it's it, hits, it yeah. hits in a year of 2011 where we are, Columbine and um, I don't know, sure if Sandy Hook was at this point yet. I don't think so, but you know, definitely all of the stuff. This has definitely been an occurrence. And to be honest with you, it's I think it's kind of amazing that more horror movies haven't gone that route. Um, because I think horror movies definitely dip a toe, kind of, and push the limit on what's considered taboo and whatnot. I think the movie may probably have gotten more run if it was actual school shooting versus like a bow. Um, mm-hmm. But he kills multiple people and. It's kind of, as you do this back and forth with the time, um, with the time jump, the time skip, you see his mom having to deal with the people in the town of her son having been this way. And then it mm-hmm. ends with them in a prison together. And that's basically the plot of the movie. So sorry for spoilers. But <laughs> trust me when I tell you, I didn't. you knowing doesn't spoil what's to be seen. It's a gripping thriller. And um, it's definitely horrific. And like I said, it definitely kind of plays on the omen. I think it's one of the best acting jobs I've seen in a horror movie. And, um, it's on my shelf for sure. I think it's a must own. And if you guys have never wow. seen it, it's, it's a good one.
2: I remember this getting, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago after, cause I, when you said this, I thought that that came out in 2011 because I feel like two or three, four years ago, This was getting a lot of buzz for being on Netflix or something like that, like it had just come out. You know, it felt to me like it was a Netflix original or something because I remember people talking about it. And maybe it was because it didn't get enough attention when it first came out, even though you just talked about all the accolades and everything and the book that it's based on was also uh, mentioned when I was looking into it. So I'm surprised I haven't watched it, but I meant to. But for some reason, I didn't think this was from 2011. So I haven't listed for October
1: 2011 for a U.S. release. And I now must say, as I've I've been feverishly doing double duty and uh, looking up my what was my number one, what was my number one has a release for 2013. So it's no longer my number one. So my number one for this year is Paranormal Activity Three.
2: Gotcha. See this. I mean, not anybody can just hop up here and do a podcast about horror movies. You could, there's a lot of work that goes into it. The
1: years are tough. Like I, I, when we set off to do this, we wanted to pick, you know, a format that would keep us honest and keep us condensed. And it's difficult because you're right. If you just go to IMBD or Rotten Tomatoes or a quick Google search, you don't necessarily know what the date that they're talking about is. Is it, is it the unveiling? Movies unveil two or three years before they actually come yeah. out. And we want Especially to go by. Movies. We want to go by the year that we actually could have seen it. Like we were in the theater and we saw it, you know, not the time it came out. We don't go, at least I don't know if you guys, I don't go to the Cannes Film Festival. I'm not at the Toronto Film Festival. (laughs) So I don't know, you know, maybe Josh or worldwide, I I don't know. (laughs) I
2: have been to one locally and I worked it and I haven't been back since. So if that tells you anything. I don't find them to be a very fun scene just as a side note, because you're there to watch a bunch of stuff that you don't know what you're going to see. And, uh, some of the movies I put on people walked out of, because (laughs) you don't necessarily know what you're going to watch when you go there. So
1: sure. Um, so, it's back to you, Josh, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. The only other movie that I had down, at least one of my initial research, was The Right with Anthony Hopkins, which my wife yeah. liked. Um, I don't have a whole lot of things to say about it, so I'll just go ahead and get it out of the way now. And just It was on my list, um, but it would not be one that I would recommend. So, I'm interested to hear if you guys have other ones that I just missed. Um, but again, yeah, the 2011 <laughs> was hard for me. I went digging for this one.
0: Well, I'm going to be under some scrutiny for the, my next two, so we'll see Excellent. how this works out. So, for my number two, did you do your number two, Lucas? Uh, no, I've only done three. Okay. Uh, my number two is Final Destination 5. <laughs> um, simply because how re- the gymnastics scene alone there is go. one of the most ridiculous scenes I've ever seen I in need a to, film. <laughs> I
2: need to know one thing. Is this the one where the tire hits the person's face? No. And it's not the best one. Cause I remember watching one of them and I haven't seen, I've seen Do like one in this other one. Do I have my YouTube? I can have it up.
0: Final destination Two five gymnastics.
2: Yeah. And
1: you just, Ridiculous just is that. the correct word. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> I,
0: I can, I, I can oh, appreciate no. this film now more. Uh, Final Destination One, seriously, still oh great film, the movie that makes you think a bus is going to hit everyone and anytime they walk down a street, in any movie or in real life, it has a lasting effect. Um, Final Destination Five, they really, uh, I don't want to call it a great film, you know, because it's not even a, it's not a film. It's a it's a funny horror movie, and I think there's still space for those. It's like a um, shtick kind of. And Tony and Todd is still in it, and you still have this like overwhelming sense of what's gonna happen but now you know
1: it's gonna be something
0: and i I like franchises
1: that play with that and are open to risk-taking and have fun with that i know a lot of franchises um i was actually listening to an episode of postmortem which is a podcast plug for you guys and and um and i was listening to a specific director talk about a long-running series he's directed and he specifically was talking about one of them that was pretty much like trashed and slammed on for going differently. And he's like, look, dude, I've been making this movie for 20 years. Like I can't keep making the same movie. We wanted to change it up and we wanted to play with it. And, and I was interested. It was, it was just the logic that I'd never quite heard before. Cause you know, you, you go to see a franchise, like a license and you think, you know what you're in for. And I think that's a part of being in a franchise is that you want it to respect that. But I listening to a director's side of it, he's like, that was the, the horror one. This was the psychological one. This one was the funny one. It was almost like it was a different type of take air all around, and it kind of existed in this collected universe. And I can appreciate that point of view. Yeah. Go look. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm
2: being taken on an a adventure here of just like, <laughs> is it going to happen yet? Is it going to happen? I'm watching four minutes of gymnastics here with like near misses. <laughs> it's like, nope, it's not this thing like, there's so many things happening is like, am I walking in every room and possibly dying by five different things that I'm almost missing? So it does. It it makes me uh, giggle when you say it is kind of comedic, because it's almost unbelievable. Yeah, it's just like, it reminds me of when I played a little uh, kind of reminds me of when I played uh, Until Dawn. Yeah, but even more so just like, you're just like, is this gonna be how it is? Um, I mean, like I said, I have seen some of them. Obviously, I talked about the tire in the face and they do have that great fun. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's I don't know. It's talk worthy. Like, you know, people are like, did you see that scene? Like, that was the first thing you talked about. Yeah. And I mean, from a is from a movie versus film uh, argument of it's just scene after scene of how are they going to die? Right that it's not really the point. Sometimes, you know, I've talked about sometimes movies can just be pure entertainment and that's okay. As long yeah. as it is entertaining. Shortenado. Yep. Yeah. exact. Some people love that. I mean, you know, I, I, uh, I forced I mean, myself to watch that film and uh, that was
0: bad. Worse than bad. Uh, yeah. Until Dawn has a connection to my number one movie, actually. Nice. Oh, interesting. Interesting.
2: Strong. Um, I'll continue with another you know kind of is a is it horror. I almost forgot about this movie. Mm. Uh, it was pretty low on the list which makes me think it didn't do so well. And that is Kevin Smith's Red State. Yeah, I consider that. I just yeah. Yep. I mean, I guess it's no surprise because with that whole entering a different culture kind of feel, if you want to call a cult, a culture. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I don't know, there's always something interesting about kind of going into the lion's den, right? Watching some folks go into what you have already, like, it's already set up that this is going to be bad, right? You You know, they're going into enemy territory. And that is already setting you on a path to be butt clenched the whole time. You're like, okay, what's <laughs> gonna happen here? But it's not just that though, right? It's the when you go into a cult movie, you have to have a cult leader, and you have to have a cult leader that is that would make sense that people would follow that person. And um I believe it's uh Michael Parks was it that yeah, plays Parks, the yeah. I had only seen him in a few things at at that point. Um but he definitely nailed it for me in this uh he he came across as a cult leader who is beloved because if i remember correctly beloved from fear you know what i mean like a lot of people respected him because they know what they could what he was capable of yeah. uh, if that makes any sense um so maybe not a traditional pick a couple of non-traditional picks but Definitely a curveball from from our boy Kevin Smith, who at that point I don't. Made think, Tusk. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think he made had he made Tusk yet. Yeah, 2014 no. for Tusk. So it just seemed kind of out of left field. But after watching it, it was just like, yeah, okay, I can get behind this. And as you had said, for me, 2011 was sort of a rough year. I tried to go I try to go with things that I've actually seen and not just heard about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, number two, red state for me.
0: The acting is great in that film. It just didn't hit for me for like the plot and the story, but the acting was phenomenal.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's the sum of its parts kind of there. there's some weak parts there's some strong parts and then when it comes all together into not exactly the best movie ever but there are things yeah. to pull out of that and go uh, there was a, another movie that was sort of like this where they go into uh, another cult and the leader just wasn't as believable and stuff so it drew me comparisons uh, it had me drawing comparisons to red state and making me realize that that was handled maybe a little bit better
0: Catcha. Cool. What do we got left? We're into number ones. I'm done.
1: I'm out. Which we know Donnie's. Yeah, Yeah, so it's you, you Josh.
0: So my connection to Until Dawn is Hayden Panettiere.
2: Ah, save the cheerleader. Save the world.
0: this is Wes Craven's last film that he ever made. It's Scream 4. Uh, Not necessarily the best movie ever. However, uh, at the time, it was a nice... A little for me a little bow to tie up this package of scream i think they probably could have stopped at three made it a trilogy i agree uh, but I this agree. movie they what they really did which i liked was they brought in a lot of young talent like kind of like the first scream so you still have these these characters that are in it you know you still have neve campbell and you still have courtney cox and uh, and all these original characters. I, I just call him Dewey. I don't even call him his, right. his real name anymore. Uh, Former and, WCW
1: but, champion, David yes,
0: Arquette. David Arquette. Uh, but you also add in, like, you add in <laughs> Emma Roberts and Hayden Panettiere, even Alison Breeze in it briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers. Uh, uh, Adam Brody, uh, Anthony Anderson. There's a bunch. There's a lot of... It's like a who's who of, like, Hollywood actors. It um, just hits a special, like... It might be uh, so high for me because I I just, I, I am very fond of it for the, for like memories and like the time of like when it came out. So maybe just like that nostalgia hit for me. Um, I could, I honestly, like you guys are saying about 2011, like I, you could convince me that don't be afraid of the dark should be my number one over this. You really could. Like my one, twos and threes were really my two, three and four. So, uh, it, it could be either really um but uh does it bum me out they're doing another one yeah yes they really Uh, bummed you out yeah i think they they should just kind of let it go unless they try to reboot it because bringing back sydney prescott doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense um i mean i'm sure they'll i'm sure they'll make it make sense right but i just don't know why Gamble hasn't acted in fifteen years. Why is she come come back for Scream Five?
1: <laughs> a, a true success story in horror is not without sequels being ran into the dirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like every good franchise gets them. Uh, Paranormal is not, you know, like they, is not Normally. out of that park either. Yeah. Um, I'm actually excited for the new one, but I think it's just it's been so long that I think I'm somewhat nostalgic for it. Scream yeah. is. Uh, a huge franchise and I think in a lot of ways not that it ever had to be but in a lot of ways validates and proves Wes Craven's brilliance and the fact sure, that he could sure. come from something so iconic and yet make another one and do it again that said Scream 4 is probably my least favorite Scream.
2: well so, it's yeah. interesting because to me Scream has always been sort of about the meta
1: of horror it's exactly right? all meta yeah
2: so what are you going to go to unless you reboot it and just say none of the other ones happened or or what have you.
1: And scream itself is basically a, it's it's its own horror genre. And I often bring it up before like new nightmare did the same thing. Like new nightmare was scream before scream, just not as good as scream. Um, but Wes Craven definitely, he created all the tropes people made fun of. And then he created all the movies that, that, <laughs> that benefited from the people, the jokes that people made fun of yeah. um, in very clever ways. Um, but since he's done it since Scream, so many movies have done it and I would argue have done it much better. Um yeah. in a lot of ways. Not not like the original Scream. I'm not trying to put down the franchise. The original Scream was amazing, fantastic. Um mm-hmm. but Scream 4, like in this decade, a lot of movies did it better than Scream 4 did. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, there's still a lot for it with a like, tongue in cheek and like it's like you know it's like cabin in the woods except not as good not uh, nearly as good right yeah, that's, but, when you know, i
1: keep saying it i'm trying to stop myself from saying it but it's like right. cabin right. in the woods crushes this movie. it
0: really does <laughs> but it also led the way for it at the same time so I, I think that's still important but um i still enjoy this movie in fact um i'll probably rewatch this stream, scream movies because it's been a long time since i've seen mm-hmm.
1: them got the uh got the blu-ray collection i've got the collection of screen and the collection of final destination and uh as dumb might be harsh to any fan out there that really loves final destination but i kind of just did final destination is just comfort food and it's just like it's okay it's a great movie to just throw on and watch when you really don't want to try hard you know and it's just a lot of like you said just pure entertainment just take it for what it is it's a bit of a goof yeah. Uh,
2: man, I really feel like we're just petering out on these picks, man. 2011 might be the weakest the worst year, year for of the horror. decade.
1: So I'm looking at um because I keeping diligent notes, and I'm I'm and I'm sure all of us are. I'm sure you guys are too. But I've been going off of what I think are U.S. release dates. My 2013 is packed. <laughs> There's like four movies I don't want to oh, leave no. off the list in yeah. 2013. <laughs> I've got like well, eight or ten options in 2011 Good. man i was scraping like uh i think we need to talk about kevin is an amazing film i think it deserves to be watched but paranormal activity three to be honest would be the only one i would put up for contention for at least my pick for movie of the year
0: well where are we at lucas What's your well
2: i said we were off off uh pod we might be talking about that and made a big old hint so let me drop it now fright night the reboots now oh, yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, I don't even remember if I've seen the original fright night or if I just decided to start here, obviously I knew it was a reboot. Uh, and I, I don't know. I think it just, I felt like I heard some people talking trash about it, having not even seen it or just the, when it was announced or the trailer started coming out, people were just poo pooing on it or what, but I just got the impression that it wasn't cool to like or want to see the movie, the vampire movie as it were. Mm. Um, And then I watched it probably five, four or five years later. And you know what, I liked it. It was kind of, it didn't take itself too seriously. It's It's a vampire movie about a kid who suspects his new, I think new neighbor is a vampire or something weird is going on. Yeah, Maybe suspects that he's a murderer and then finds out the truth. And then from there, of course, it becomes a menacing sort of this, this creature is stalking me because I know it's secret or this person, however you want to look at a vampire. (laughs) Vampires are people too, um, (laughs) or were. Were people.
1: (laughs) Um, It kind of has that rear rear window type vibe. Yeah. Where you kind of spy on the neighbor and you start, is it in your head or is it real? Yeah, they kind of take that approach to it.
2: Exactly. And so maybe it just caught me off guard. Maybe I had low expectations, but I felt like it, it, it did better than uh, I had the impression it did or was going to do. Uh, I, don't, I didn't know anybody at the time who was talking about the movie. It was just one of those things where I was like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Let's try that out. And I wasn't disappointed. And Pretty much for the reason that this is about the only one that I can say is truly a horror movie because of the creature within, I made *Fright Night* my number one after *Scrambling* and getting rid of um, *Cabin in the Woods*. So. You, hear it,
1: you heard it here, listeners. It doesn't suck. It's basically <laughs> yeah, Lucas's yeah, recommendation. It's not
2: Colin, awful. Okay, Colin Farrell gets a bad rap, but he's actually a pretty good
1: actor. Oh, of course, actor, I, I think, think all professional actors get a bad like you know everybody gets. If you're really good. Everybody goes to that slump where it's fun to hate on you. Who gets
0: credit for that pun? Donnie or or Lucas? Who made that originally? It doesn't suck. Who said that? that Oh, gosh.
2: I think that was Donnie's. uh, Yeah. He said you said it. You you heard it here first. It doesn't suck. A vampire movie. Put it on the box art. That doesn't suck.
1: (laughs) Well, gentlemen, uh, I know it may be picking from the worst. It's like at the end of the dodgeball line in high school. We got to pick somebody.
2: Can we just say, let me just tell you really quick, the other movies that we either forgot about oh, yeah. or, uh, you know, it was contending against the skin. I live in. Do you remember that? Mm. I haven't seen it. Yes. I think it was about a, um, uh, oh, yeah. what do you call yeah. it? Uh, it's surgeon movie.
1: Banderas? Yeah. Yes. Plastic yeah. He yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. was the
2: plastic surgeon and, uh, I don't know, something crazy happened and scary. Uh, Yeah, so that was one of them. I think that's on my list because apparently it was decent. Uh, You're next.
1: That was the movie that I was talking about. I freaking love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies of the decade except it released in 2013 here gotcha. in America for us to find but gotcha. it was shown at a film festival in Toronto in 2011. So when I quickly searched 2011 movies, this is a spoiler for upcoming episode, but as I said, 2013's packed. I don't even know if I'll make the list, but wow. I freaking love this movie. If it was 2011, this would be my number one pick for sure. It shows you just how
2: convoluted the movie industry as a whole is with the way that they decide things. And, um, the Darkest Hour, which is that one about, I think it's an alien movie or an invasion movie. And the kids have some light that came from within them. Or, I don't know. They use the power <laughs> of friendship. I've seen this movie. Lot. The faculty. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've seen this movie and I don't remember. And it's bad. Uh, another movie I saw that was bad and I have to mention is Priest. Do you guys
0: remember how oh. awesome
2: Priest was going to be? Yeah.
0: With um, uh, um, What's his name? Yeah. P- uh, uh, yeah, Paul Beck, Paul Becky. Vision,
2: the Vision the as vision. he is now. Wow, what a letdown that was! I watched that and was just like, I, it was so bad, it was almost good at that point. But yeah, <laughs> there you go. Those not a great list of the other thing, tenders. the
0: thing reboot or prequel, depending on what your your how you want to call it. Also, Intruders,
2: I would add to that list with Clive Owen. See, the thing came up for me, but it was all uh was that not an american movie no it it was coming up as like a swedish or norwegian maybe it was just because it was shot there well you know what just
1: (laughs) (laughs) the failures of googling i was thinking um, um, horror movies (laughs) one of uh, the ones on my list was apollo 18 yeah i saw that come up
0: Apollo 18, yeah. Yeah, it didn't release in the U.S., Luca, sorry. It only released in Spain.
1: (laughs) Um, actually.
0: I'm thinking.
1: (laughs) The other one that, um, I was a little surprised we didn't bring up. I was just checking the date. And I think we didn't bring it up for all the same reasons, but I thought maybe you could bring it up with Super 8, but I wouldn't count. Yeah, I love Super
0: 8. I just didn't think of it in this genre. Same thing. That's why I wouldn't put it up It's more E.T. than it is horror. Definitely.
2: Definitely. Yeah,
1: I agreed. Okay. Well. Well... We have to pick one. I am going to stump this time and be a little harsher. And I think uh, due to the box office nature, as well as my own personal fandom, that I'm going to represent Paranormal Activity 3 to represent the year 2011. I'm okay with that.
2: I agree. I mean, for the opposite reason of what I said for 2010, I think it's important (laughs) to (laughs) highlight when something just dominates. And like I said, it did over double the next uh, number two grossing, which was Final Destination.
1: I want you to watch it. I'm mean, i eager to hear you. I mean, I, I think there's a part of it. Paranormal Activity is never going to, like, blow you away, you know, as a film. It's, it's yeah. a special effects fest is what it is. But of all the paranormal activities, I think it does its best job at telling a story. And I think that's why it's my favorite.
2: Maybe I'll do a movie retrospective on the Paranormal <laughs> <It's a> series.
1: <laughs> it gets a little wonky at the end. But is that... um. And I know we three have talked about it, but the listeners of the show have heard us talk about it before. That's actually something I don't really hold that many horror movies like ill will to. I feel like most horror movies get a little wonky at the end. Like it's sometimes it's hard to get out of it. Like you kind of write yourself into a corner and it's hard to like find a close. I respect the horror movies that I think do. <laughs> like when you do have an awesome ending, I think it yeah. definitely like excites me a little bit more. But the majority of the time I expect the ending to just kind of fizzle.
2: I think it depends for me because yes, I will appreciate uh, a, a sharp left turn if you will. But it's got to be set up pretty well. And if it's my if it's my bad, and I just wasn't paying attention and then go back and say, Oh, they just pointed to this the whole time. And I'm dumb and didn't see it. That's one thing and I can appreciate that if it's just a complete out of nowhere. It's aliens or, or something. Without setting it up, then I get a little bit like, "Well, that does feel like somebody's just like, I don't know where to go from here." So I feel like aliens. that's
1: more often the case than not. Like with horror movies, they're just like, yeah. "Wow, well, how do we get out of here?" <laughs>
2: exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh, um, unless you just kill everybody. I mean, there's always that ending. That ending never gets old. Just everybody dies in the end. <laughs> That's how all true horror movies should
2: go. John mm-hmm. died at the end. That's it. So John I've been told. dies at the end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. That'll do it for us in 2011. Horror freaks. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, it can only
2: get better from here.
1: That's true. I know, and it does. 2012 and 2013 get going. Banging episodes. Looking forward to you as you keep going. And we hope you're enjoying a decade of horror. We'll see you in 2012. But until then, this is the end, friends.
2: Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi Ho! Ha <laughs> ha!